If you ever thought about becoming a freelancer but wondered if you could make it, you've come to the right place. This is Freelance Can I Really Make It? The podcast about the ups and downs and hardships that we deal with as freelancers, but how we actually make it out and have long, fruitful, successful careers. I am your host, Ahmed. I'm Creative Roberson. Let's get on with the show. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 62, I believe. Episode 60. Let me double check that. Yep. Episode 62. And in this episode, I am going to tell you guys what I absolutely do not like. And it's not necessarily related to uh, only to uh, freelancing, just in general. Um, and just a short disclaimer really quick. If you hear some buttons clicking in the background, I'm actually working while I'm actually working on this podcast. Yes, I am a workaholic. I work a lot. That's what I do. Got to do that when you freelance, right? Because your sources of income come from you creating them. They don't come from your nine to five and not saying that the nine to five is easy and that the money is just going to show up. You got to go get that nine to five. Everybody's not always hiring. They might might hire somebody over you. It's just as difficult as freelancing. But freelancing is my world and freelancing is what I talk about. And before I even finish talking about that, I want to mention, especially for people who freelance and uh, generate income like myself, if you do have your own business that you'd like to generate income from and would like to generate more income from, consider advertising your business on my podcast. That way, even if one person heard it worldwide, I'm pretty sure your business is on the World Wide Web. Therefore, that means you can get another client either locally or around the world. You never know. And I'm sure whatever product you have to sell, it can be shipped. And even if it isn't a physical product and it's a labor intensive or skilled intensive product like what I offer with my photography and photo and video video editing, it still can be sold and transferred across the world. I've worked with people all the way as far as Africa, Australia, China, Japan, worldwide, because it's the World Wide Web. Somebody found me on this World Wide Web and they can find you possibly with the assistance of advertising on this podcast. So if you feel like it's may, it may be something that can be helpful, beneficial to you, to your business, please contact me at Ahmed at aRobersonphoto.com. That's Ahmed at A-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N-P-H-O-T-O.com to discuss your ad and rates. So like I was saying, I you might hear some clicking in the background because I'm working as I'm recording this. Because that's what I do. I live and thrive in the photo world and I am working on a photo as we speak or as you guys listen to me talk your ear off. But anyway, the topic for this particular podcast, this particular episode is change. I people say change is good. It gets you out of your comfort zone and this, that and the other. I somewhat disagree not always somewhat disagree i hate change man for the most part to be honest because and and i just literally had this conversation with my brother which actually compelled me to come in here and record it and talk to you guys about it to see how you guys feel about it and if you want to chat about it email me at that same email that you can email me about your advertising at ahmed at a roberson photo.com ahmed at a R O B E R R. Oh, 
I'm sorry, I'm multitasking, doing too much, messing up my own, jeez, messing up my own name spelling. Ahmed at aroberson.photo.com. A-H-M-E-D at A-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N-P-H-O-T-O.com. You can message me if you have some insight or thoughts about what I'm talking about here. But like I said, I, I don't like change, man. I don't necessarily like it. It's not all bad, but for the most part, man, I'm just not a fan. And I'll tell you why. What I told my brother is my thought is you work so hard to get wherever you are in that position of comfort, that comfort zone, right? You don't just end up in that comfort zone unless you were born wealthy and you had that life created for you, then that's all good. You know, I mean, I absolutely applaud it. And please don't think I'm hating because I wish I was born rich, man. This working is for the birds, but we got to do it. And if you're good at doing it, you can have a good life just the same as if somebody was born with that good life. But I digress. You work so hard to get to that comfort zone, that that position where you want to be in life. So to me, changing that messes up the flow. It's like, why would you do that? You know, it's like uh, somebody making a nice, smooth, perfect cake. And then you coming in there and running, running your fingers all through the cake, messing up the icing. It's like, why'd you do that, man? That. It's not necessarily better just to change things. So um, I don't like change. But on the flip side of that, it's like certain things have changed in my life. I mean, uh, I'm sure everybody's heard me say I live in Las Vegas. I am 47 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Let me throw a round of applause in there for myself. You know, I'm 47 years old and I spent pretty much all of my life in California. And me making the change to move to Nevada for a few reasons. But initially it was like, man, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, man, God, dog, I'm about to move to Nevada. And uh, here I am, you know, out here in Nevada and stuff. And it's good. This change has worked out for me. It's finally starting to feel like home. And I absolutely love it here. And um, I was able to do things here that I would not be able to do in California. And of course you have other states and other choices of where you want to live and where you want to move to, but I didn't want to live anywhere else because anywhere else could possibly be that much further away from my family. And I like to stay close to my family. But anyway, uh, that story aside, this change was good for me. I moved to Las Vegas and it worked out exactly like I needed it to actually pretty much for the most part, I'd say 90% uh, exactly how I wanted it to. The other 10%, again, I was talking to my brother and we're going to change that and it's going to be all good. So for the most part, me coming out here on my own, doing it on my own is a, was a big drastic change for me. Yeah. It's only four hours away from California and my family, which is not bad, not far. However, I was still making this move relatively by myself. I have some family and friends out here, but everybody's got to work and do their thing. And, you know, I'm a grown man. I don't need anybody to babysit me. It'd be good to have somebody close to me, but still, I'm a grown man. I can handle it, right? It's all good. But it took, a uh, when I did make this change and made this move, it took a while for it to actually start to feel like home. You know, when people would ask me, how's it feel? I'm like, it's cool. Vegas is cool. It's a nice little change, but just doesn't feel like home yet. Now I can actually say, when I talk to people, when it, well, when people ask me that question, how's Vegas? How's this? I can actually say confidently, it feels like home. That's a good thing. That change worked out for me in that way. And 
a lot of times change uh, does work out for me because I know how to adapt in situations that I might not necessarily deem comfortable. But again, if I had to, I wouldn't choose to change because again, you know, like I said, I worked so hard to get to this comfort zone, to this comfort spot that I always wanted to be in initially. And then somebody comes and throws a monkey wrench in my whole program. And then I got to change things. And then people say, Oh, you know, when one door closes, another opens and it's another opportunity, blah, 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 so on and so forth. True enough. But what if that opportunity that you have right now was the opportunity? Changing all the time doesn't necessarily mean it's better. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody or nothing like that. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. And I'm sure I can't be the only one that feels like this about it. Because, I mean, I don't know, man. To me, change sucks. But, well, let me rephrase that. Change sucks unless you want to change. But when you have to change, it's, oh, man. Okay, okay let me break it down for it as a simple, simple, simple example. Back when we first started getting on Facebook, a lot of us are friends on Facebook that listen to this. And even if you're not my actual Facebook friend, most of us use Facebook anyway. It's just a staple in our lives, right? When Facebook first came out, we all looked at it. We all got used to it. We all used it as we still do today. We all loved it as we pretty much do today. And um, Facebook started to change. started to change the layout of how the uh, app worked. It wasn't a major, major total change, but it was a change to the way it looked. It was a change to the way it functioned. They do that all the time. Now, they always do these upgrades and updates and stuff. But when they first started doing it, oh, man, the outrage, man. People I know, all my friends like, oh, what's this? Oh, Facebook changed the way. I don't like this. I don't like this. And it was a simple change. And within a couple of days to a week, we all adapted and now it became normal. And pretty much for the most part, to be honest, it almost... It got to the point where it was like, well, this is actually better than the previous layout. And most of the times it does work out like that. But what about those times when it doesn't, man? Like I said, what about those times when you don't want to change? You know, I don't always want to change. I know, I, ah, man, I, I, I guess that's the wrong thing to say. It's the bad thing to say. But um, life is a journey, not a destination, right? In my mind, I have a destination set. My journey is not ongoing. Okay, let me oh, let me rephrase that again too. My journey is to live life. And for me to live life does not mean working all the time. So my journey is not for me to work, 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 work to get this life that I envision in my head, that I have on my vision boards and that I dream about. My journey my destination is to get to the point where i can retire i'm 47 man i've been telling myself i wanted to retire since i was 20 i don't like to work that's that's me as a workaholic that doesn't like to work that's also me a person who hates high heat yet i live in vegas man what is wrong with me what am i doing what am i <laughs> what am i doing to myself man everything i say i don't like i'm sitting here doing but i mean i i Yes, it's worked out for the better. I mean, not these brutal summers, man. These Vegas summers are absolutely brutal. But thankfully, I do have a place with, well, everybody in Vegas has air conditioning as far as I know. I hope so. If not, sorry for misspeaking. And if you don't have an AC, hope you're not mad at me for bringing that up. Um, that is not my intent at all. But um, yeah, I mean, you you can survive and function out here but 
<sighs> yeah, I don't like the heat, yet I moved to a place where there's high heat. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, going off on a tangent here, I'm partially distracted, and I do apologize. Partially distracted because I'm working on this photo for uh, another business venture that I deal with. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't like change. Like I said, I don't like to work so hard to... Well, okay, my ultimate goal when I'm working hard on something is to get that something to become easy and to become comfortable. Once I get it to become easy and comfortable... I don't want to mess it up so I can start all over again. I don't want to do that. And I don't understand that uh, change is good for you and this and that. No, man, I'm okay. I'm a creature of habit. I do things when I get into something that I like, I do it for a very long time until something turns me off about it. When I, uh, I learned electronics when I was a kid, I still deal with electronics today. Uh, as a young adult, I got into car stereo. That was over 25 years ago. I let it go for a little while, but here I am back in it and I'm still doing car stereo stuff over 20 something years. That's how committed I am to something when I get into it. My photography, I'm coming up on 17 years. Oh crap, this month. Oh snap. Yo. Oh, that's the wrong. No, that's, that's the wrong track. Round of applause for myself. Yeah, May 5th. I believe it's May 5th, right? Yeah, man. May 5th is gonna be, is gonna be the 17 year mark. Wow. I gotta throw myself another round of applause right there. Wow. 17 years in photography. This, uh, May 5th. What is that? Thursday? Uh, let's see what the, uh, calendar says real quick. Uh, May 5th is. Yeah, Thursday. Wow, 17 years. But that is how committed I get to something. When I go into something, all my friends, uh, my family and friends have learned and discovered that about me over the years. When I say I'm into something, when I say I commit to something, basically when I open my mouth about something, I'm going to do it because uh, my word is everything, right? My word is more, is stronger than me signing in blood. You know, when I say it, I am fully committed to it. I don't open my mouth unless I mean it. And just like when I was planning to move to Vegas, when I told my brother and cousin, they're like, yeah, yeah, you might, you might, whatever. And then one day I was like, all right, I'm out. And I bounced. And here I am in Vegas coming up on four years. You know, um, when I said I was going to become a photographer, my friend was like, yeah, all right, yeah, everybody's a photographer. I'm like, nah, man, I'm in this. I'm in it. And over the years, they started to see, like, you still doing it? Like, wow. Like, whoa, you're really into this. I'm like, yeah, dude, I told you, this is what I do. So, um, when I open my mouth and say something and when I get committed to something, I'm in it and I'm in it for the long haul. And when I get in it for the long haul is because I'm comfortable there. I like being there. I like what I do until, like I said, something disrupts it. Um, car stereo was great for me for a long time. I got out for two reasons. I won't say the first reason that was most, well, they're both equally important to me, but I won't say one of the reasons because I don't want to put out any, uh, Bad juju, I guess you want to call it. Uh, 
But the second reason I got out is because I used to build those competition sound systems that were super, super loud, that would shatter windows and rattle your car apart and make your car fall apart and stuff like that. And uh, when I go to sleep at night, I like it to be very quiet. If anything, just the fan, the noise from the fan. But otherwise, I like it to be as dark as possible and quiet as possible. And what was happening is the system in my car was so loud that when I would try to go to sleep at night, I could hear my eardrum vibrating even without any music. It wasn't the the ringing sound that you get from loud sound or when you were in the club back in the day, your ears ringing. My ears weren't ringing, but my eardrum would vibrate when I would try to go to sleep because I had such a loud, heavy system in my car. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to sell this because I can't enjoy it like I want to because every time I try to do so, my ear starts to vibrate. So I know you're probably thinking, why didn't you just wear earplugs or headphones? Well, I had some headphones, but my system was so loud and it was so much bass and bass is pretty much just air moving. It was so much air moving. When I would put the headphones on, the speakers would blow them off my head. Literally, I would do car shows and sound demos. People put the headphones on. It was pointless because the the all the air and the wind that the speakers were moving uh, would cause the um headphones to blow off. So. I got to the point where it was like, man, I got to sell this because I'm destroying my hearing and I let it go. Um, I mean, I'm back in it now and I, I get I got a nice little heavy system that I was building on. and I do my neighbor's cars and stuff like that. And a couple of people that I've met out here, I've done their cars, but it's nowhere near as loud as it was back when I used to compete back in the day. Now, this is just for me and I thoroughly enjoy it. I love it. Still got a passion for it, but um, I had to change back in the day because I was forced to do so. Um, didn't want to because I was comfortable there. I was good at it to the point where I could do it blindfolded, just like this photography. I can do this photography pretty much blindfolded. You know, I've doing I've been doing it for so long that it's second nature to me. Um, but the progress the progression of technology makes it that much more difficult for me. We can still survive because technology in my opinion, I mean, at least for now, technology cannot outthink, outperform the human brain. Yeah, they make artificial intelligence and stuff like that. And these computers are super fast. But for the most part, these computers can't compute without us telling them to compute. Yeah, they have AI that can compute certain things once you're programmed to do so. But we are the ones that program it. Perfect example. Um, my cameras, I use Nikon, but just like Canon, Kodak, Pentax, Sony cameras, they're all functionality pretty much the same. But all these professional level cameras can be used completely manually where you have to dial in every setting in order for the camera to work. But they still, even the professional level cameras, still have auto settings. So your average consumer is not afraid or intimidated to buy the cameras nowadays. They just get it, put it on auto settings and hope for the picture to be good, which oftentimes it is. Photoshop. When I first started Photoshop, I thought just hit auto this, auto that, auto everything, and it'll come out great. Realize it's not like that. However, as intuitive as Photoshop is, and it actually uses AI, it's called Adobe Sensei. It's artificial intelligence that helps Adobe or uh, helps Photoshop compute the commands that you give it, but you have to give it those commands. So technology is advancing uh, in a way that makes my career that much more difficult, but because the auto features are not perfect. I mean, humans aren't perfect either, of course, but auto features can't do what auto to me, auto features. Well, not to me, but 
auto features aren't uh they they don't they don't have comprehension you know what i mean and what i mean by that is if i i work on a photo and i try to change something in it as i'm working on a photo right now if i work on a photo and i try to change something in it i can look at it and say do i like this do i not is this right i'm not sure computer can't necessarily do that i mean it can be programmed to what you may consider that you do like as far as looks go but it still has to be taught what the look is whereas with me as a human i can look at it and say yeah this looks good no it doesn't so on and so forth so you see even though technology is changing to the point where it's making our jobs that much more difficult we are still needed camera phones are very sophisticated people take beautiful photos with them i use my photo uh my camera phone to record all a lot of videos that i use to promote this podcast on facebook and instagram to get you guys to come and listen i use my camera phone for that very often because i don't want to bring out my other heavy equipment just to record a short uh intro um but still as great as the quality is and it is great quality it still doesn't match up to professional level grade equipment so even though technology is changing and making things difficult for people in my field it has not completely kicked me out of the field so we're still in there but i say that to say I don't like change and change is coming and I'm forced to make a change. And I'm not saying that I'm retiring yet, but my ultimate goal is to retire. But and by choice, not by force either. I don't want to be forced out of this game. You know what I mean? But at the same token, I always look in, I always look towards the future and I want to retire before the game forces me out. It's going to be years to come before the game forces me out, because like I said, even with all these automated features and functions and auto buttons that you can push in these programs and on these cameras, you still need the human touch, the human element to come and fine tune it and tweak it. So until AI catches up to the point where it can tweak it like we think it should be tweaked, which I doubt because it can't think like we think. But until then, I'll still be needed. But like I said, I want to get out before the game forces me out. I want to leave on my own terms. You know, uh, I've never been fired for, from a job. And I don't quit anything that I do. As you can see, my long car audio career, my long photography career, I don't usually quit. Me retiring, uh, I don't necessarily consider it quitting. But if it is, you know, I did it for 17 plus years because uh, I know it's going to take me just a little bit more time to retire. But if I can retire in my youth, I'm 47 and I still feel youthful, man. I still feel like I'm 20. I feel like I'm 17, but I know I'm not. My body tells me I'm not, but my brain tells me I can still break dance. But if I break dance, I'm not getting back up. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I think that's the funny laugh track button I pushed. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I want to retire before uh, technology makes me retire. So when that when that retirement change comes, it's my change. It's the change that I chose to do and not being forced to do because change builds character, blah, 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 so on and so. Nah, man, I do not like change. Again, I'll end it by saying, uh, like I said, I work really hard to get good at what I do so I can be comfortable at what I do. I don't want to be I don't want to do something that's hard and difficult for me and a, a struggle all the time. That sucks, man. Who wants to do that? Who wants to struggle all the time? Oh, I got to do this job. This job sucks, man. This job is this This job is that. No, I don't want to do that. I want it to be easy. You know, I worked hard so this can be easy, just like the story I told. And I'll tell it again just so you can see what I mean. Really quick. Short story before I end this short story. OK. Old co-worker of mine tells me a story about this guy goes to see a mechanic. 
Guy has this car. I think it was like a Volkswagen Golf or something like that. Had this car and it was running rich. The idle was off. It was just, you know, cars when they idle, they're supposed to be quiet and just hum real smooth. But his car, it was running rich. So it idled like, vroom, 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 you know, up and down. I'm sure you may, may have heard cars on the street that idle rough like that. Anyway, no matter what this guy did, and he always tuned on his own car, no matter what this guy did, he could not figure it out to save his life. And he was frustrated. So he said, finally, screw it. I'm going to go to this mechanic. This guy says he's a Volkswagen mechanic. He's certified pro, blah, blah, blah. Let me go see this guy. Goes to see the guy. The guy knows what's going on. The guy looks under his car. He's like, okay, um, I can fix it, but it's going to cost you 250 bucks. The guy says, ah, man, that's more than I wanted to spend. I usually tune on my own cars, but if you can fix it, like you say, and get it right, I'm willing to pay the 250. He gives the mechanic the 250. Mechanic takes the car around back. Five or 10 minutes later, the mechanic comes out. Okay, your car's done. Car's running perfect. Like off the showroom floor, brand new, zero miles perfect. And the dude is like, man, like, yeah, my car's running dope. Like I wanted it to, but ain't no way in hell I'm going to pay you 250 bucks for five or 10 minutes of work. So the mechanic says, you're not paying me for five or 10 minutes of work. You're paying me for all the years that I've been, I put into this to learn how to do this in order to get you your car back in five to 10 minutes. If you want to make you feel better about spending the 250, I can take your car around back, go back there, have some lunch, play some dominoes, watch a movie and BS for a couple of hours to make you feel like I was doing something. Or you can pay me my 250, take your car right now that's running perfectly and get on about your day and do everything else that would have messed your day up had you had to leave your car here with me. I'm giving you your car back in perfect running condition that you were trying to do that you couldn't do in five or 10 minutes for the same price that it would cost if I did it for five or 10 hours and you get your whole day back. You don't have to worry about renting a car, uh, getting a friend to pick you up, an Uber, a taxi or anything like that and being inconvenienced. You get your car back in five to 10 minutes and it runs perfect. So the guy looks at him and he's mad as hell. He's like, man, I hate paying this much money for such a short period of time. But he thought about the mechanics logic. I could keep the car here for, uh, you know, five hours. He's still going to pay me 250 regardless, but your day is going to be screwed up. Or you can pay me 250 now, get on about your day and you're good to go. So he paid the mechanic, left mad, but end of the end of the day, he realized it was a good choice, good move. Moral of the story, work really hard to be good at something. Why would you want to change that if you're good at it? I don't want that kind of challenge. Not me. I, I put years into Photoshop and Matter of fact, I was working on a project before I even started recording this. And I was I started laughing to myself because I was doing this project and everything was coming to me like second nature. Like when you drive on the street, drive home, you don't necessarily look at the street. You just know which street to exit, know what turn to make and so on and so forth. Right. I'm doing this Photoshop and all the actions that I'm doing are just coming to me naturally. And I start to laugh because when I first got into Photoshop, man, I was so intimidated by it. Like, man, I don't know what all these functions and features are. And it was literally scary to look at because I literally did not know what to push to get anything to work correctly. Now, it's so simple to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still some stuff I got to do. It still work. It still takes hours to do these photos. Trust me, there's no uh, automatic button you can push to get these automatic perfect photos. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time. But because I've been doing it so long, it's become easy to me. And I had to laugh at myself like, man, I actually did this. Like, wow. So, I, you know, 
give myself a round of applause for sticking to it and, you know, doing it all the way through, seeing it all the way through. But uh, anyway, like I said, I work so hard at what I do. Uh, I end up working myself to a point of not full on near, but near exhaustion. You know, I don't take vacations and stuff. So, yeah, man, I'm ready to retire, man. That's the change I'm looking for. I'm working hard now so that when I finally uh, get to that plateau, I can retire or semi retire and just do work for select people. Stuff like that, man. Bump work, man. Work is for the birds, man. I'm done with work. I'm man. Oh, and when I t- <laughs> and when I tell that to some of my friends that still work in a nine to five world, which is absolutely OK, when they still work in a nine to five world, they're like, man, what would you do if you retired? Man, I'll be bored, man. Please. I've always got something to do. Go work on my car, man. Go work on my friend's car. Go anything, anything. Uh, how about how about living? You know, I don't know about you, but even though I'm a workaholic, working to me is not living. So maybe if I retire, I can actually live, man. How about that? How about that, man? Bump work. And anyway, I've talked to you guys ear off long enough. I appreciate you guys listening. I know this episode's a little longer. Maybe it's because I was a little bit distracted because I'm talking to you guys, rambling a little bit while I'm working on these photos. But I just finished that fo- this photo, and that means I just finished this podcast episode. And I want to end on a positive note, and that is to pay it forward. Whatever it is, man, even if it's just a smile. You know, sometimes people are having a really bad day. And they're just at that brink. You, you never know. You know, this is this is a realization I've come to not too long ago. Like when you're sitting in the, on a freeway in traffic, you're sitting on a freeway in traffic and traffic sucks, man. And you see people driving erratically, driving crazy and all that. And you're thinking to yourself, man, just chill. But in their mind, they're thinking drive faster. And in the other person's mind, they're thinking, drive a little bit in the middle. Everybody has their own thing going on in their head, which is either right or wrong. Something may or may not be working for them. You can't expect everybody to feel the way you feel. So if you're feeling good, smile at somebody who may not be feeling good. Your smile may change them, may change their day, make them have a good day and make them feel better about whatever was pressuring them in the first place that caused them not to smile. Just pay it forward. It costs absolutely nothing to smile. And um, <laughs> it's counter, counter, kind of counter, counter uh, against, uh, against me. I always have a frown on my face, but it's not an angry frown. It's a thinking frown. I always think I'm, I'm always thinking, you know, my if you see me before, most people have. I got a big head, man. You know, <laughs> it's a big brain in there. I'm always thinking my, my mind is always calculating. So that's why I always have the frown on my face. But it's not because I'm angry. I'm just thinking of stuff. But even so, you see somebody with a frown on their face. You don't know if they're upset or not. I'm usually not upset. I just have that look. But even with that look on my face, when people smile at me, it just brightens my day. It it gives me pause. For a moment, whatever I'm thinking heavy about, I'll pause for that brief moment just to smile back at whoever smiled at me. I mean, man, woman, child, whatever. I'm not talking about flirting. I'm talking about just a genuine smile, seeing somebody saying hello, you know, you know, especially because, uh, you know, life is fleeting, man. I mean, we've all had loved ones leave us and sometimes it happens like I just talked to them yesterday or a minute ago and then they're gone, you know, but that that smile that you gave them or got from them could be that last impression. You know what I mean? That good impression, that good feeling that you got about them or anybody. You, you could just brighten somebody's day, make somebody else feel good about whatever you're going through. So, uh, yeah, I've talked to you guys ear off enough. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you don't have to, don't change. 
Or if you like to change it up. Me, only thing I'm looking to change right now is my work, my work habits. I am ready to retire. Even if I don't go anywhere and I just sit around the house with my dog, Penny, that's good enough for me. I'm a simple kind of dude. You know, I'm happy with my stuff around me. I've worked hard to build, to get everything that's around me. I don't want to change that. Yeah, I got this nice house. Everything's like I want it. Okay, everybody come in here with a leaf blower and some uh, some uh, Harley boots and start stumping all over everything and mess everything up just because you want to change. Bump that. No, don't change nothing. Leave everything like it is. Picture perfect. Don't even sit down without putting any paper down because I don't want to mess up my couch. No, I'm being silly. But anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. If you have any questions, comments, want to talk about it, even want to advertise on this podcast, please, once again, reach out to me at Ahmed at Aroberson A-H-M-E-D at A-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N-P-H-O-T-O.com. And we'll talk about it and be sure to get you on the next episode. And until then, I'll be talking with you guys.